Hello and welcome to Punchlines, everybody. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. And today's show, I will hit all the right notes, unlike Peyton Manning and Eli Manning on their Manning cast last night. Okay, here's Tua playing a little Clapton. Wow. And then they sing made up lyrics. Peyton, take it away. Offside. The Bengals jumped offside. <laughs> really good as hard the first down. No, I got this. I got this. Please, no. No one wants to hear you sing. <laughs> you're, you're perfect. Great job of using the cadence. You need to work on your cadence. There you go. Man cast. I, I love the man. Do you watch the man and cast, Ryan? Ryan McCormick, our producer. You don't watch it? No. You don't like it. That's right. We no. talked about this. Yeah. Why not? It's I want to watch the football game. But they're watching listen. the game. You watch the game. And then watch them do ridiculous stuff. Yeah, but they have they good have no guests. Then they had Kay Adams, who's lovely. Yeah. Like yeah. Kay Adams, love yeah. her. Yeah. Um, Tua was interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's cool. I really yeah, like it. Yeah, their guests have gotten better. Yeah. I just I put them off last year. And Everybody but Mark Wahlberg, apparently. Because Mark Wahlberg, I missed that one a couple weeks ago or last week. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg apparently didn't realize it was live or something. He just kind of sat there the whole time. But Anyway, who knew Tua could play like really nice acoustic guitar there? Multiple talents. The guy is a multi-hyphenate talent. Uh, and last night's game was ridiculous. I was rooting against the Bengals, of course. Jake Browning, who we talked about, had 90 touchdowns as a senior in high school. The guy was amazing. I mean, it was a lot of short passes, but hey, over, was it 354 yards or something ridiculous? Yep. Basically three games of passing yards for the Steelers, <laughs> but oh well. So it looks like the AFC North just got a little tighter. Anyway, on today's show, via the video, setting a punchlines record with his fifth or sixth appearance. Is it fifth or sixth? I believe it's a sixth. I think it's a sixth. Two, three in the call. studio. Yeah, and then three in the studio. I think it's number six. So he is, he's, he's the leader in the clubhouse right now with the most appearances. That he is. Uh, Kevin Belenkoff trying to catch him. Colucci's trying to catch him. We don't count Chris and Jeff because they're here. They work yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he'll be setting a record. Uh, and uh, by the way, this is... Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Denny Nagel will be here any minute now. And also, uh, later in the studio, making his first appearance, will be uh, Roger Sachs from Steiner's Pub, who shows the show every day. We appreciate him showing its establishment here in Vegas. We're going to go over for lunch afterwards. He's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, boy. That might not go well with my, my Steeler fandom. Fandom. Dumb. <laughs> fandom. Uh, but anyway, big show. It's going to be fun. We're going to bring Denny in any minute now. Uh, today is December 5th. Can you believe it's December 5th? We started on October... Right around October 5th or 6th, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Right Two months October. we've been doing this show, and today our show turns 40, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the big 4 -0. Lordy, lordy, we are 40. Lordy, 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 look who's 40, which means our little program, now that it's 40, we'll probably pass out at parties when sober, we'll wake up all night to pee and be buying its first reading glasses soon, and listen to its favorite bands on oldie stations. Always horrible when I hear like an old favorite song and it's like on 3ws which is the oldest station in pittsburgh that no one knows about 94.5 3ws ryan hit me with your daily collage of athletes who have worn or currently wear the number 40 i have no idea what we got here well had to start with gail sayers okay yeah come on there it is gail sayers by the way are you familiar with the the, the tv movie brian song yes okay so brian song was a tv movie which when i was a kid and i saw it i thought it was a big screen movie probably the saddest like sports movie ever 
uh, James Caan, who had just been in both Godfathers, plays Brian Piccolo. Uh, great uh, college football. Barely makes the Bears. Strikes up friendship with Hall of Famer Gale Sayers, who I think's nickname is the Kansas Common. Yes. Went to Kansas. And uh, Brian Piccolo tragically gets cancer and dies young. And, and Billy D. Williams, who later went on to be Lando Calrissian, plays Gale Sayers. And he drinks the cup. I, I love Brian Piccolo. He drinks out of a couple, a plastic cup out of water. Every time I drink out of a little Dixie cup, I crush it the way he did in the movie Brian song. And the music, this is what a nerd I am. I think the music was done by an artist named Michel Legrand. He was a French composer. And the song, and I know Denny Nagel will agree with me when we bring him on. The Brian song theme will make you cry immediately. It's one of the saddest pieces of music. Maybe we could play it later if we want to see people crying. All right, so who wore number 40s? I'm going to get, that's Mike Alstott, Mike Alstott, who wore, maybe the last player to wear those big, those big shoulder pads. He was a short yardage king. He, they gave him the, anything within three yard lines for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back then. Mike Alstott was getting the ball and he was going to score. And he was on, I think he was even on the cover of uh, Madden one year. Yep. Yeah, he was, right? All right. So uh, who's the hockey player? Who's the Boston Bruin? You always got to have a hockey player. Well, so we got Tuka Rask. The, uh, oh, Rask. Yeah, the goalie, goaltender, yeah. right? Yeah. The uh, Hawks beat him in the in the Stanley Cup final. You like and playing then, that uh, out, Chicago. <laughs> yep. And then Henrik Zetterberg, the captain of, uh, former captain of the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, you always do the hockey. And then the upper left-hand corner, that Patriot, that Sam Cunningham? No, who is that? Mike Haynes. Mike Haynes. Oh, the defensive back. Yeah, he was awesome. Okay. Wearing the old Patriots helmets, which, by the way, I love those throwbacks. I hate the Patriots, of course. But those throwbacks with the red jerseys and the old Patriot hiking the ball, those are some of the best uniforms. Now, they'll be playing the Steelers on Thursday. I don't think they'll be wearing those, but... That would be a pretty cool uniform combo. The, would, well, the red with the bumblebee? Well, you know what I read the Steelers are wearing this Thursday? They're doing Color Rush. Are they? They're wearing the Color Rush, the All Blacks. Yeah, it was just announced today on their Twitter. So the Steelers will be wearing the Color Rush, uh, and you can just... They, they look faster. They might score 10 points in the game now, so they'll look real fast with those black unis on... But um, I love the color rush uniforms. And do the other teams get to wear color rush on the same night? Or uh, I don't well, know. I, mean, I don't know what the rule is on that. Before, but anyway, but yeah. uh, oh, I didn't realize you have the names. I always just look at the pictures. The I don't even look yeah. at the names. <laughs> Are those there every show? Yes. Oh, and I just try to guess. I don't even yeah. see the names. Do What's you a just fun little game them that I do? As a different player. What's that? Do you just imagine them as a different player? I just, I just look. I'm so locked in on your photos. I see uh, Madison Baumgartner, who I don't like looking at. Uh, because you don't in, like Mad Bum, I, I he's I love watching him, and the guy he hits he might have more career homers than Denny Nagel. I don't know if he has more grand slams though. I don't know. Pitchers who rake, but yeah, pitchers who rake because he he killed the, he shut out the Pirates in the wild card. Um, so I'm pissed about that. Bartolo Colon, you want to talk about pitchers who rake? You ever see his career home run? One career home run, yeah, and you've never seen the bench go crazier. I almost put that as his image. Yeah. Oh my God. It's hysterical because he was like a career 098 hitter or something. Yeah. And he hit a home run and the bench just goes crazy. Uh, and then you got a, a Sacramento King there. That is uh, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Oh, yeah. He played for the Lakers, right? Uh, is that a different no, Barnes? Matt Barnes. Uh, Harrison Barnes won a championship with the Warriors. The Warriors. Former uh, North Carolina Tar Heel. So that's oh, yeah. Tar Heel. There you go. Good. And then, well, we got to mention, come on, Sean Kemp, baby. Sean Kemp was awesome. Uh, back with the Sonics. I know my friend Christian who's watching is bitter that Seattle lost their team to Oklahoma. Seattle, you deserve a team. Trust me, you're going to get the next expansion team. It's going to be Vegas and Seattle's the rumor, right? Um, yeah. Should be. Yeah, because uh, be. Seattle, the Sonics. I like those uniforms, the green and yellow. Sean Kemp. And Sean Kemp has about 10 kids, I think. 10, <laughs> 10 kids with uh, 10 different women. He led the NBA in that stat when he played. 
Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? That's great. Th those are all great. Um, Sean Kemp I say has we bring two Denny kids. What's that? <laughs> Sean Kemp has two kids. He has two kids? <laughs> That's what Google says. Maybe it's Xavier McDaniel I'm thinking of. Sure. I don't know. I know someone let me know what I'm thinking of. Oh, are you sure about Kemp? Yeah, I just, uh, I just closed the tab. All right, I might be wrong. All right, let's names. bring in our guests. I have to grab. I'm going to fumble for these possibly, in. I don't have it. <laughs> Anytime I fumble for the headsets, we play a clip of our, our next guest uh, fumbling for the baseball off the mound that we played when he was here. And he's here again, ladies and gentlemen, Denny Nagel. Denny. Denny. What's up, guys? What's happening, buddy? So, you know, anytime, so Ann kind of makes fun of me when I have to reach down and grab the uh, headphones. So, anytime <laughs> I fumble them, we play the clip of you fumbling for the baseball. So, please don't do that <laughs> <one> again. <laughs> Not only is this his sixth appearance, technically, it's probably like his 12th appearance. More or less. We've yeah. used that clip a handful of times. So, uh, Denny, uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. We were just looking at some I'm of those jersey numbers there. I'm not sure about that Sean Sean Kemp thing too. I mean, I you know, but had, if it's Google and Wikipedia, well, I think he had more also. <laughs> I think he did too. I mean, he might have. He might. Well, go. Maybe he went in and fixed his own Wikipedia page. Well, no, like I think him look and up Nick, Sean Kemp kid. There's Cannon. only Sean Kemp Jr. and then Jamin Kemp. <laughs> did you hear say what did you say, Denny? <laughs> I said I think him and Nick Cannon were battling out. They're going for. They're yeah. racing. They're yeah. going for the title. <laughs> well, there was the guy on Hard Knocks who was the Warren, Antonio Cromartie Jr. for the Chargers. Yes. He was on Hard Knocks, and he has like eleven kids. Well, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers also has a ton of kids. Yeah, that's they were talking about that both on Hard Knocks. Cromarty could rattle them off, but it took him a while. But um, Denny, <laughs> Denny, you're number you were number fifteen. Why did you pick number fifteen? You, you'll love this one, Frank. Uh, um, I, when I got traded to the Pirates, they gave me number thirty-two, which was a great number. You yeah. know, the, the equipment manager, uh, the equipment manager for the Pirates was like, Hooli, you know, Denny, right? we gave it to you because. Uh, well, no, it was a guy was named it? Roger. Okay. Uh, oh God, now I forget his last name. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, he took over. Roger took over for for Huli. Um, okay. but uh, they gave me he gave me thirty two because he goes, you know, there was a pretty famous guy in in Philly named Steve Carlton at thirty two, and <laughs> you know, I was I was honored to have that one too. But I love Doug Drabeck, man. That oh. was, I, I looked up to him. I I just thought Dougie was the coolest guy, man, and and he had number fifteen. And then so after the ninety two season when he signed with the Astros. I was like, man, I want number 15, if for anything else, just to honor Dougie. And it brought you good luck. Doug Drabeck, yeah, one of my favorite. He had a, it, was, it was a perm, right? He had a perm. He had the hair flowing out perm, the back. Perm with that beautiful porn stash. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> and he won the Cy Young. With, I used the last Pirate to win the Cy Young. And, you know, the Pirates don't have, like, you know, when you think Phillies, you think Steve Carlton, Hall of Famer, 300 wins. With the, your Orioles, you might think Palmer, right? The Pirates have never had that 300-game winner. I mean, John Candelaria was dominant in the 70s, Jim Bibby, I remember, but they've never had, you know, that Drabeck's the last guy that was really, that won the Cy Young. That was dominant, yeah. I mean, he had that three-year run with yeah. him. I mean, obviously, when they had that three consecutive years from 1992, yeah. he led that staff, you know. One of the best curveballs I've ever seen. Yeah, hey, well, curveball, when I think curveball, I still think Burt Blylevin all the time. Burt Blylevin, that curveball, that was the best, right? <laughs> another 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 former bucko yeah. yeah absolutely dude i mean yeah there wasn't there wasn't too better spin than that guy man and for sure i mean that's you know that's what got him in the hall of fame you know was that curveball of his now, now are you an nba fan do you have a team do you don't do you follow the wizards or yeah dude i follow the wizards man but I, i'll be honest with you frank it's been years since i've been able to get into the nba to be honest with yeah. you i you know I, honestly man you know being out here in the denver area it, it's been pretty damn exciting the last couple of years following the nuggets and i and i did 
I did get excited to watch them on their run last year, you know, and it was great for the city of Denver to watch them win that championship. And I, I just love when Joker, when, when Joker, they won the, they won the title. He's like, oh, I got to stay for a parade. Oh man. <laughs> he wanted to go back home. He was like, pissed. but this in season tournament's been really exciting for the NBA. I don't watch a lot of regular season NBA, but I'm into this in season tournament. And of course the championship uh, game is going to be here in Vegas this weekend. And last night, now here's the thing that's interesting. So, uh, do we yeah, roll the clip of the Pacers last night? So the Pacers um, had a dramatic win. They knocked off the Celtics. So here, look at the colored floor is great. So yeah. Halliburton to, uh, what's this guy's name again, Ryan? Aaron Naismith. Aaron Naismith. Now look at the bench going crazy. So if you read that tweet, the bench of the Pacers have 10 guys who are making less than $3 million. Okay, that's a lot of money. I get it. But the winners of this tournament, every player gets $500,000. So... For LeBron, for Anthony Davis, these guys don't, that's tip money, right? But these guys, these young guys on the Pacers who are, you know, some league minimum guys or whatever, 500 grand, they are pumped and they took down the Celtics. It's going to be exciting. So what Jeff Parles, who does the Sports by the Book show mentioned, you know, this in-season tournament has been a huge hit for, for the NBA. Could baseball do something like this? You have 162 games, somehow do some sort of in-season thing like that, make it exciting. I don't know. I, it sounds like a, a, a good idea to drum up some excitement and, you know, in July, maybe. I don't know. I mean, on paper, it would seem like a good idea. I think I think the biggest problem they would have, baseball-wise, Frank, as you know, is the, the whole Every pitching. Every day. Though, yeah. You oh, know? pitching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, it, obviously, you don't you don't have that problem in basketball, you know, and, you know, in most of the other sports, you know. I mean, I guess in, in football, you know, it's different, too, because of just the amount of extra hits are going to be taken when you throw in. I mean, that was the big issue, obviously, right when they expanded the season to 17 games and stuff, too, you know, and that's why they cut down the, the preseason and stuff, too. So, you know, as far as, you know, baseball, I just don't know if that could happen just because of the pitching alone. Now, do you like the World Baseball Classic? Because I love when it happens. I think it's really exciting. I love it, man. You know, I really do. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. You know, and I think they've done that, you know, right as well, too, because, you know, they do that. That just becomes an early spring training for the guys. So that's why it really doesn't affect the pitching as much. True. The only difference of that is that the, the pitchers just have to get ready for the, the quote unquote season earlier, you know, for that when they, whenever they have the World Baseball Classic. Well, Danny, what did you think about the, uh, the All-Star game having implication to the World Series hosting? Oh, like, yeah. Did, did you, you like bring that? that yeah. back or no? I, I like that actually too, yeah, because, you know, when I came up, you know, and when I was a kid, the All-Star game meant so much, you know, you it could the tell best. the pro it was the best, man, I mean, for crying out loud, look at, I mean, Pete Rose, you know, <laughs> ended the career of a catcher, you know, I mean, that, you know, that sucked, you know, for, uh, I can't remember his name Ray right now, Fossey. I'm sure you'll remember. Yeah, fine. Ray Fossey. Ray Fossey, yeah. thank you. I almost said you know, Bob Fossey, I mean, but he was a choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Chest fingers. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, but I mean that—that's that was my memories too. It, it meant so much to the players, and you could tell how much it did. So when I when I came up, it was the same thing. You know, I mean, when I made my first All Star team in '95, you could tell. I mean, the guys, man, when the veteran guys spoke to the got to us in the in the locker room and stuff, you could tell how much that game meant. And so I think when they incorporated that, like like you were saying, Ryan, you know, when they when they incorporated that and it meant for home field advantage and stuff, I think it did kind of bring back that whole you know, what this game means and stuff to each league and stuff. So I was a big fan of it. And of course they had to do this because of the tie in Milwaukee that one year. Uh, Bud Selig on his home turf, the commissioner of baseball then, uh, they, they ran. They didn't want to, you know, put the strand on the pitchers. Again, you get to the pitching thing. So this goes back to exactly what you smartly said. 
Uh, and that's when they that's when they had to make the game mean something. But but uh, you're right. When I was a kid, All Star Games on a Tuesday, right? They only had like one day off in between. There wasn't all the the hullabaloo. But I was a National League guy, and we never you know we never saw American League guys on TV much. And the Pirates never played the American League guys, so that was like that was like that was like my Super Bowl uh, watching the games in the seventies and eighties. And and you know I liked when they all wore the different. You now they wear. You know, I like when they all wore their their home team uniform, right? So there was just all the colors and all the unis out there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that too. I I, I don't like this the, the uniforms they've been that they've been doing the last couple of years too. I I think it was a lot cooler when they had their yeah. when they when they wore your individual uniform. You know, I mean, I think it was it was prideful to let you know that hey, that's the team I'm representing. You know, so I wish they would go back to that as well too. Yeah. Hey, trivia question for you too. Oh, I like R- it. Ryan trivia. Trivia question, Ryan. Uh-oh. What's wh- the, the only t- the only two days of the year when there are no, none of the four major sports playing any kind any game whatsoever? There's only two days. Two days of the year where none of the four major sports are playing that day. Is it the, well, beginning of July? It's the day before and after the All Star Game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> it might even be three days now because I think they have an extra day now. And I remember it was always fun, like 10 years ago, to watch ESPN scramble. And they would even say, they're like, uh, we got nothing tonight. We got no, there's no highlights. Uh, we got nothing. They're going to have to start coming out with ESPN, the Ocho. The Ocho. The dodgeball. Put some pickleball on there. Dude, we watched the Ocho one night. They had pillow fighting. They had pillow fighting. The one guy was dressed as the Joker from Batman, and they pillow fight, and it's a legit thing. Uh, they have, well, cornhole's actually a legit thing. Uh, but they had uh, what a oh, wiffle ball, wiffle ball, which I actually sat and watched, kickball. But uh, I, I, yeah, it was the stupid. They do it every once in a while. ESPN calls it the Ocho Weekend, and they'll just run like a whole day of that stupid stuff. And it's just so much fun to just when you're watching it. You can a dodge a wrench, you can dodge <laughs> you a ball. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> All right. So we have a very uh, special edition of Frank's Fast Takes today. So go ahead, open up the Fast Takes. This is Billy Gardell doing his Clint Eastwood impression. All right. Begin. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, Billy or uh, Denny. So when uh, Gardell, yeah, yeah, like and then Clint Eastwood instead of action. All right, begin. And then at the end of the show, Dude, we're gonna we're gonna close it up. Go ahead. Suppose so I, I saw uh, Tom Hanks on. Um, I think it was the Graham Norton show. You, you ever seen him? Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh, the, the, the British guy. A lot yeah, of clips. Yeah, he's show. great. Tom Hanks was saying the same thing. I remember that on, on, you know, when he was on the couch saying. That Clint Eastwood directed him the same way. All right, all right, that's enough of that. That's enough. Of that. <laughs> it's just so Clint Eastwood. I mean, you just, you just, and when he walks onto the set each day, they should play wah 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 wah. They should just play the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, exactly. Or, or a train whistle. There we go. All right, so listen, this is a very, very special edition of Frank's Fast Takes. This is called the Denny Nagel Birthday Quiz Edition. So. This is all, this is quiz. We have multiple choices for you. So uh, here we go. This is uh, question number one. We got quite a few for you, buddy. So Denny Nagel, what Hall of Fame football player is celebrating a birthday today and retired with 940 catches and two Super Bowl, uh, two Super Bowl rings, three Super Bowl rings. Sorry. Heinz Ward, Shannon Sharp, or Art Monk? I'm going to go with. My redskin, Art Monk. Show him the correct answer. It's Art Monk, baby. There you go. Yeah. Now, I want to talk I, I want to talk about Art Monk. When I was a kid, man, look at those guns. Yeah. Oh, gun show. Gun show early today. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, by the way, today after this, uh, I might have to order the uh, grilled cheese short rib sandwich. 
over at the uh, the oh, cafe here. That was your <laughs> How good are those? <laughs> you got if you're coming to the South Point, make sure you go to the cafe. So anyway, um, Art Monk, um, Art Monk. When I was a kid, they had the Smurfs, right? And when you were going up, the Redskins had was it Alvin Garrett and um, Alvin Garrett. There was um, another one. Uh, Char- Char- I think Charlie Brown. There was Charlie Brown. I think Charlie so. Brown. I think you're right. And yep. Art Monk. So Art Monk retired with 940 catches. When he retired, he was in the top two or three. And then the Hall of Fame committee starts electing, and they bypass him for years. And go, can you go back? Can you go back to the Art Monk slide? What year was he finally? Was it was at 2008. It was some ridiculous. Yeah, it was 2008. 2008. This guy got into the Hall of Fame, which is absolutely ridiculous because he should have been in on the first time. Look at his stats: uh, 13,000, 68 touchdowns, three rings, an all-decade team in the 80s. So he retired. What year did he retire? 95. So he had to wait 13 years to get in the Hall of Fame. That's a that's a joke. Ridiculous. I mean, he Ridiculous. was he was the guy for the Redskins, man. Art Monk every game, and he he didn't make the Hall of Fame till two thousand eight. That's a joke. That is a joke. And, uh, and how about another one too uh, from from my Redskins too? I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, I think is Joe Jacoby still not in? Oh, I don't know, Ryan. Can you check? He was a lineman. He was one of the the, Ryan, the check that. He was one of the, the, the uh, hogs. Yeah, the hogs, man. I know yes. Russ Graham I mean, and yes, Mark. He's not in the hall. He's not in the hall of fame either. An unbelievable dude. I mean, you talk about like he was the guy. You know, you talk about the mammoth left tackle. He was six six, three hundred and fifteen pounds, or something like that. You know, ridiculous. And and they they weren't they weren't that size back then, Frank. No. And he used to just manhandle two three guys at a time. So he was he was literally the anchor of the that hog offensive line. That's a good point. And so how is he not in? Now, how many Redskin games have you been to? You used to have season tickets. You've been you've seen them all, right? Oh, yeah. You saw a lot of them. And when a you ton. see and the you were there for the Super when you were a kid, you would go see him play the Hogs with Joe Gibbs, right? Oh, absolutely, dude. You know, one one of my you know special slash tough memories as a kid, to be honest with you, Frank, was my grandfather. That's how I grew to love. You know, my dad obviously was a huge Redskins fan. Yeah. And we were because of his his dad and my grandfather. I mean, that's when I learned my first curse words and stuff. Watching my <laughs> grandfather watch the Redskins and Notre Dame football games, <laughs> you know, watching. but uh, he was such a diehard Redskins fan, man. And he literally <laughs> passed away that fall of '82 before they finally won their first Super Bowl. Oh in man, oh that's oh sorry, yeah. that's right. Well, he probably was watching so, from above, man. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's and, what, that's what we said. And by the way, Heinz uh, Ward was one of the the guesses to throw you off. He won two Super Bowls with the Steelers. He's up for the Hall of Fame this year. Another guy that should guaranteed be in the Hall of Fame. They make these receivers wait. I don't know why. But Heinz Ward ended with 1,000 catches and probably the best blocking wide receiver of all time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. dude. Yeah, this ridiculous. Is- I mean, oh, gosh, he used to lay some dudes out. They've man. changed the rules because of Heinz Ward. Like when he used to do those, you yeah. know, when he'd hit the defenders, like maybe, you know. Crack back. The crack back. Yeah, there you go, Denny. Exactly. I mean, he was a football player. He wasn't, I mean, and, and he was a Super oh. Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP. And two rings and a thousand catches, and he's up again this year. So is James Harrison. Harrison's like a fringe player for me because his his run was short. But Heinz Ward was dumb. I mean, he got, he's got to be in there. And yeah, Shannon Sharp, absolutely. Sharper. It would. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, Frank. That's why it's funny. That's why I thought Heinz ended up with over a thousand catches. Yeah. That's why I went with Art Monk because I didn't think, I think he'd reach a thousand. Uh, Heinz Ward, I think, I think he ended with an even thousand. Right? He did. Yeah. Not Ryan's on it. Wow. And I remember this. It was one of those, it was in his last season, and, you know, it was, I think it was the last game of the year, and you could kind of see him and Ben conferring on the sideline. He's like, bro, I need, I need one catch. And it was literally, I'm gonna uh, get you. it was literally like a straight screen. It was probably a game for like one yard. He caught it, fell down, walked off the field with the ball. 
And uh, that was it. But Art Monk is how old today? 60, 65? Art Monk was 65? Yeah, I know, 66. right? 66. Jesus Christ. 66. All right, so we have another Jeez. question for you. So it's his birthday, so happy birthday, Art All Monk. Right. All right, here's question two. Happy birthday to the only NFL quarterback in history who is eligible for the Hall of Fame with two Super Bowl rings, but is not in the Hall of Fame. Is it Ken Stabler, Jim Plunkett, or Bob Greasy? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's Jim Plunkett. That is the correct answer. You are two for two, Denny Nagel. Way to go. Yeah, now, uh, Ken Stabler actually got into the Hall of Fame, I think, right before he died or right after he died. It might have been after he passed, which was a shame because, I mean, he didn't have the flashy numbers, but in the 70s, Ken Stabler, you, you didn't need the flashy numbers. He was a yep. Raider. And the Snake, man, I hated him, but he was so good. Greasy, I don't even know if Bob Greasy is in the Hall of Fame. He has two rings. Too. Uh, oh, no, he must be in then. I I thought he was. Is Bob Greasy in, Brian? I think he is. I should have done some more research. But anyway. Yes. Yeah, he is in. That's what I thought. So anyway, uh, Jim Plunkett, who I believe might have won the Heisman Trophy at Stanford or was a finalist for it. I think it. he did. Yeah. So he kind of was drafted. I think he won it. Yeah, I think he did. He was drafted. Now, you can see he was with the Patriots. He was drafted by the Patriots, I think, number yep. one overall in the 71 draft. And he was not good. He was kind of a bust. He kind of bounced around. Then with the night, then with Oakland, and he had look at that stupid helmet. He had that single bar helmet <laughs> like a kicker. And that yeah, night, I was going to say, you Mark Mosley. Mark Mosley, <laughs> another MVP, right? Um, but Plunkett, I remember that 1980 team. They beat the Eagles and Ron Jaworski, and uh, and then he won another Super Bowl. And he he's still not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I feel they like destroyed my Redskins. Yes, they did. That's right. It was like 38 <laughs> to nine or something. I don't know why that oh, score gosh, popped into man. my head. I think that's where Marcus Allen had that <laughs> that run, right? Where he ran this way yeah, and then he ran, ran all the back. way. Yeah. Um, but Jim Plunkett, I mean, if you win two Super Bowls, now this is Eli, what's that again, Ryan? It was 38 to nine. It was 38 to nine. I don't know how I believe that. I was Rain Man. <laughs> I used to know all the final scores of Super Bowls, but I remember that one stuck out because it was such a dominant performance. Sorry, Denny. But Plunkett, you got two Super <laughs> two Super Bowl rings and you're a number one overall draft pick. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't care. Like you said, Frank, I don't care what I think you just said is what is the record was 72 and 72. But yeah, but you have to wild. take consideration. He played for some really bad Patriots yeah. teams and stuff. You yeah. Know? And so, yeah, what he did with the Raiders alone should get him. I mean, look at it this way. Look at look at Kurt Warner. You know, I think if you put up Plunkett's yeah. numbers just with the Raiders compared to like Kurt Warner's numbers, you know, I would, I, you know, maybe they don't quite stack up because the game changed so sure. much, you know, when they aired it out, you know, the greatest show on turf and all that stuff. Oh, my God. But, I mean, just, just just based off his time with the Raiders alone, I think he should be in. So I noticed, Ryan, on that graphic, if you pull it back up, you have – he played with New England, San Francisco, Oakland, and the Ray, R-A-I. That was the – The Raiders? Los Angeles abbreviation. Did they really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I was going to make fun of you, and now I look like the idiot. Huh. Joke's on you. <laughs> the joke's on me. But yeah, Plunkett, 76 years old. Uh, yeah, wow. Oakland Raiders, yeah, he was he was unbelievable. I remember. 76, and he, man. I th yeah, 70, and he threw the ball. I, I want to say he grabbed it like in the middle. You can even see. He didn't like, you know, Bradshaw grabbed it by the point, which was weird. But Plunkett yeah. always seemed like he threw it. Like he grabbed like the middle of the ball. Maybe he had like really big hands. I don't know. I but, think he probably has or small oh, Small hands, hands yeah. You should see me with a Nerf, though, dude. I palm it like a Nerf ball. <laughs> All right, now we're going to shift you. We got a baseball question You're for him. You're good with your palms. <laughs> so here's a baseball question for him. All right, baseball trivia question number three. What NL slugger is having a birthday today and is the only player in Major League Baseball history to have consecutive seasons with hitting 325 or higher with 35 or more homers and 20 or more steals? 
This is the only guy to do it in consecutive seasons. His birthday's today. Hit 325, 35 bangers, and 20 or more steals. Is it Kristen Yelich, Mookie Betts, or Jose Canseco? I'm, I'm going to go with Yelich. My man is three for it's Kristen Yelich. <laughs> Way to go, Denny. Yes, sir. He's 32 today. Now, that, that's a mind-boggling stat when I look this up. I look up birthdays. He's the only guy in history ever to do that? That's, that's, that's nuts. Well, first of all, just call me Butter because I'm on a serious roll. <laughs> <laughs> I will call you Butter. But yeah, I mean, this guy, I remember he was drafted. So he played at University of Miami. He was drafted number 23 by the Marlins, and he was good. Everyone talked about he's showing pride. He's going to be. And then they traded him away uh, when they were cleaning house again, and he goes to the Brewers, and he becomes a stud. And just stud, you know, those back-to-back years with the Brewers. Yeah. I mean, it was it was him and him and Bellinger. You know, it was it's, it's kind of funny, you know, because they both have been on that sort of same same arc yeah you know, yeah roller coaster ride of, of careers you know i was glad because yelich came back you know and had a decent year last year yeah. still wasn't quite like the years he had those you know when he was having those mvp years you know but bellinger i was glad to see you know what he did last year because he certainly came back you know and same thing didn't quite have his mvp type year but certainly had a great bounce back year i think did he win the comeback player of the, of the year award have they announced the, they probably have announced that one bellinger now. yeah did yes. he win it he did yeah, yeah he should have because yes and, and by the way yeah. he only signed a one-year deal with the cubs how smart was that move he has a career year and now see, he's up as a free agent uh boy the dodgers probably wish they could get him back maybe they will who knows yeah, so one of those stinking, not satire sites, but one of those fake uh, like Instagram pages, whatever, you yeah. know, got me a couple weeks ago because I remember I texted my son and I was like, hey, buddy, did you see what Bellinger signed for? And it said, you know, it said like seven year, $240 million contract. I, I think it said with the Diamondbacks, okay. you know, and, and then Chase, my son's going, dad, I'm not reading this anywhere. I'm like, oh, God dang it, I fell for it. <laughs> Damn it, they got me again. Um, where do you think Shohei Otani ends up? Do you think he, where do you, uh, there's, you know, there's rumors it could be, it could be the Dodgers. Dodgers. I, see, and Ryan's true. Chicago. He wants, oh, Chicago. He wants them to go to the Cubs. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't I know. I wouldn't be surprised with, you know, the Seattle Mariners could be a dark horse yes, too, just because I think so. of that, the whole, the Japanese sure. connection, you know, and stuff, whatever it's a, you know, it's, I mean, obviously, you know, Ichiro loved it there and stuff too. And maybe he could have something to do with trying to persuade him to go there and stuff too. They dumped just it just a salary he's end up in making the trade with, uh, the Braves given the Braves clinic. I saw. Oh yeah, that. they did. I, I know. I saw that Jared. Too. Yeah. So Seattle, that's, that's them showing, Hey, Look what we're doing. We're clearing a spot out for you. But, I mean, if he played in Chicago, I don't know if he's ever played at Wrigley Field, but he's never hit a Grand Slam there. Do you know anybody who's ever hit a Grand Slam at Wrigley Field? You know, not too many people can do that. It's it's not really easy to do that. With the wind blowing out? Come on. <laughs> I remember listening to that game on the radio. when Den The radio. So we used to have to listen to baseball on the radio, Ryan. Uh, the, the radio. Every game wasn't on TV. We had a little it was a transistor that you held up to your ear, and then when music was on, you'd Frank, walk around like this. Ryan, Frank's got the Frank's got the perfect face for radio. <laughs> uh, sorry, Frank, I had to do it. That's why we take you full screen a lot. But yeah, Kristen Yelich, congratulations! <laughs> Happy birthday! What is he? Thirty-two today. Thirty-two. Now, see, this is still prime. These are still prime years for him, right? Oh, absolutely. My gosh, man. There's still plenty of time for him to turn. And like I said, you know, he, he didn't quite have the bounce back year that Bellinger had. Right. But he certainly had a much better year than he'd had the previous, you know, few years before that. So I, I, I'm pulling for the guy because I really like him. I love the way he plays the game and stuff, you know, so I'd love to see him have, have a year like Bellinger had this past year. Were you surprised that Craig Council literally just jumped over to the, the, the Cubs? And literally when he called the, the owner, the owner was like, oh, you're joking, right? He's like, no, I just, I went to the Cubs. I mean, no, and he, and he got like, how much money did the Cubs pay him, Ryan? 
like 40 million or 60 something like that. He's like the I highest paid manager. That was kind of a shocker that he's over to the Cubs now, right? Yeah, I mean, I was I was really shocked myself too, Frank. You know, uh, where was I? I? I think I was I was down in Atlanta getting ready to go to the um, the Morgan Wallen concert and stuff, man. And uh, <laughs> somebody was asking me about somebody was asking me about him, you know. And and I thought, you know, I thought somebody said that he stepped down from the the manager's job to take the GM job with the Brewers, right. you know. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm reading about the Cubs thing, and I was like, what? It's another you know, that fake site. Yeah. yeah, that was a shocker right there. Yeah. So eight million a year. 40, eight million a year. Million it was forty million. Okay, I, was, I, I, I mean, for a guy that hasn't won anything, I mean, he's great. I love him, but holy crap, I, I don't know. So do you think man, it, was, it just it just seemed like he had a good thing going there, Milwaukee yeah. too, man? You know, I mean, gosh, you know, it, the pressure's going to be on him now to perform there. <laughs> Cubs got to make some moves. Okay, here comes Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. I didn't know they yeah. were doing. That. That's good though. That's catchy. <laughs> That's what about show? What about Showberg? He could be a pirate. Show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest laugh of the week from everybody. What yeah, about right. Your, what about your show fooling yourself. <laughs> Yeah, he's just not going to be a pirate. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Denny. I got a couple more questions for you. Here we go. Number four, use your head on this one. Today would have been Walt Disney's 122nd birthday today. What's the highest grossing Disney animated film of all time? Now, I know you have kids, so you might have watched all these. Is it The Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, or Frozen 2? Now, you're what is he? He's three for three so far. Yes, he is. He's in the thousand. Batting a thousand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Toy Story four. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Who did the buzzer? Wow! And just went. Eh. It's actually frozen. It. It's actually frozen too. And if you notice, I put a little little uh, hint in there. Use your head on this one because Walt Disney's head is allegedly frozen. If you, if you believe in the urban legend. Oh, that's that, right. That's right. <laughs> that he was crying. I knew there was a reason why you said it like that. <laughs> I know. I tried. That was the game show host to me right there putting that in. But yeah, it made one point four five billion. His, his is on a shelf right next to Ted Williams. <laughs> Which apparently his son has confirmed is true. Yes. I oh mean, my gosh, man. so bizarre. Uh, that, yeah, that but, whole situation is so weird with I his know. son. I remember that was when we first started hearing about that cryogenically freezing heads thing was with Ted Williams. Well, Walt Disney know he's been a rumor, but you figured, oh, that's not true. Um, but yeah, the original. Well, Frank, you and, I, you and I are still. We're still going to be frozen together, right? right? So we can come back and do. Right. We can come back and do punchlines in the year in the year twenty eighty. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Twenty eighty. <laughs> Wait, we have a shot at twenty eighty, don't we? Well, that would be one hundred. Okay, right, okay, no, we'd be we'd be one hundred eleven. So three thousand eighty. Three thousand eighty. Yeah, three thousand eighty. We'll come back, and Denny and I will be the same, and the world will have changed. Um, but yeah, anyway, Frozen two, then Frozen, and then uh, the other one. All right, last uh, last question for you. Last uh, quiz. Let's see if you can go four for five. You ever go four for five right. in a big league game? Did you ever go four? You've never had five at bats, probably, right? Did you? No, I never had five at bats. Even in Colorado when runs were going around. <laughs> close, close. <laughs> All right. So this this one's specially tailored for you. This is perfect. It's a and it's a Minnesota uh, Gophers question for you. All right. Do we have that uh -oh. one? All right. We're scrambling for it, but hold on. Oh, you don't have the question. I'll just read the question. That's fine. Uh, Minnesota Gophers cheerleaders were doing their final end zone performance of the year when what happened? A, their music stopped and they kept going and finished the routine. B, a streaker ran onto the field disrupting, disrupting their routine. Or C, they got spooked by thunder. So is it the music stopped, streaker, or thunder? This is your alma mater. Go this is your alma mater. I'm going to go with streak. I'm going to go with streaker just with because streaker. I want it to happen. All right, here we go. Here we go. So they're cheering. <laughs> And what happens? Come on, Frank the Tank. 
Oh, the music stopped. I'm so sorry. There was no streaker, but I thought you... <laughs> I don't know if we could show a streaker. I'm sorry. I let him down. I let I my buddy down. I wanted to see Frank the Tank. <laughs> We're going streaking. We're going streaking. <laughs> so look. Look, look at this. See, that's Come how on, they... You can bring your green hat. <laughs> <laughs> We're going streaking. See, that's how they train athletes up at the University of Minnesota. Keep going no matter what. And that's where you played baseball. That's right, that's right, baby. There you go. We uh, did have a live comment asking what uh, what made Denny go out to Minnesota from Maryland. I think he told it on the show, but yeah, go ahead. It was the baseball coach, right? No, it was the warm weather. It was the warm <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, my, my high school coach coached in the Junior Olympics with the with the coach of Minnesota. So, you know, because I think I told you, Frank, I mean, I was ready to go to Maryland, Georgia, yeah. um, you know, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> You know, Florida Southern, all these, all these, you know, warmer schools on the south, southeast coast. And uh, when my when my coach came back from that, you know, Junior Olympics, he's like, "You got to go to Minnesota, Denny. This is the program for yeah. you. The coach has the same philosophy as me and stuff." And I trust, you know, my my high school baseball coach was one of my, you know, he was he was a huge mentor and one of my idols, and I trusted him for everything. So I was like, "All right, I'll take my visit." And wow. fell in love with the campus, fell in love with the school. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, I've been I've been up to Minnesota. We filmed up there. I've been to I've been by that campus. It's beautiful, but it was in the summer. Beautiful. I went in the summer. It was in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> we filmed street sports. <laughs> um, now on this day in sports history, a couple of baseball stories here before we let you go. Truly a blockbuster trade. Back in 1990, the Blue Jays traded Fred McGriff and Tony Fernandez to San Diego for Roberto Alomar Jr. and Joe Carter. And uh, how did that turn out for the Jays? Well, I think this clip will will remind everybody. This would be Joe Carter, Joe game six. Uh -huh. And you know who's pitching here, right, Denny? The Wild Thing. Mitch Wild Thing Mitch Williams. Williams. Yeah, he almost falls off the mound. He does. God. And only the second <laughs> World Series ever to end on a home run, of course, 1960, Bill Mazeroski. I love this line by the announcer. Right here. He says, touch them all. You'll never hit a bigger. I get chills. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. That's one of the greatest <laughs> calls. I don't even know who that announcer is, but that's one of the greatest calls. That's a great that's call. That's Sean McDonald. I don't what, even know who what, that is. Was that was that one as, as good as the, the Mazeroski, Frank? Now, you were, what, like 10 when I was, that one happened? <laughs> Back in 1960, I was, at, I was at Forbes Field with a flag, and I was rooting on Bill. <laughs> Come on, Maz, do it, do it. Uh, now, I mean, that's a great moment, but what a trade. I mean, uh, Roberto Alomar and oh. also... I mean, who's a Hall of Famer? We, I, I wasn't sure. We had to look it up. And then uh, let's talk about the crime dog real quick. Got into the Hall of Fame. Oh, man. I was so happy to yeah. see that dude. You know, that guy was so deserving of it, man. I mean, just a class act, Frank. Seriously. Like, you know, great teammate of mine with the Braves. But, I mean, just a hell of a career. And, yes, I was. Okay. I swear to God, I was just getting ready to say, let's talk about now, another one, man. Now, come God, on. I'm this, so happy to hear this This one. is how we had to end it. And the irony is with McGriff going and of course, the 94 All-Star game, which I was at. McGriff had the, the deep hit that Tony Gwynn from first and made the mad dash around the base. And who's waving him home at third, but hump. And uh, Jim Leland, who got oh, the Hall of Fame. And man, I'll, I'll tell you what, I couldn't be. I, come on, Leland, how do you feel about that? We're, we're I'm so excited. Well, you know, it's funny too, Frank, another uh, funny Fred McGriff story. When I made oh. my first All-Star team in 95, that was the strike year when we came back, you know, from this, when we oh, came yeah. off, the, off the strike, you know. And uh, so usually, like you, like we were talking about earlier with the All-Star game, usually the next day after the All-Star game, you have the day off. But we had to play that next day because they were trying <laughs> to make up a few games, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And so the, we were opening up in Pittsburgh against the Braves, and, and we had to get back for that game. And so um, Fred McGriff, Fred McGriff and, and his wife and myself and Jennifer – 
Uh, we got to fly on Ted Turner, provided his private jet <laughs> so we, they could fly us back the yeah, night man. after the All-Star game to get back to Pittsburgh to play that game the next day. Yeah, man, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so, that's ironic you had to go to Pittsburgh. But Tom Amansky's baseball, remember? Fred McGriff did all the Tom Amansky commercials. <laughs> when the, you watch it, you'll know why. <laughs> it was the worst acting. We used to make fun of Freddie so much in the locker room, dude, because it was such bad acting. Now, how much commercial. money did he make a chunk of that? Because that thing ran for years when I was, you know, he had to have made some money off of that. I don't know if he made a whole lot of money because I don't think the production yeah. cost was too much. No, no, no. I don't think they had a big budget. Ryan, there was this tape. But, it was uh, Tom Amansky's baseball dress. Fred McGriff did the commercial. And he wasn't even wearing a major league <laughs> uniform, right? It was just like a generic generic yeah. one for red size. And yeah, it was all about like baseball drills. And it was for coaches to buy to teach their kids. And so McGriff got and a lot his, of shit. <laughs> his main line was he'd look at the camera and go, when you watch it, you'll know why. <laughs> But no, you know, I mean, he was all—he always killed the Pirates. But I was—I I was glad to see him go in because he kind of got lost there yeah. for a few years. Another guy like Art Monk, when we're talking about the Hall of Fame, but he deserved to go in. And Jimmy Leland going in uh, in that '94 yeah. All Star game when he waved home uh, Fred McGriff. The, the the Pirates rep. Do you remember who the Pirates All Star rep was in '94? '94. Uh, I didn't know this. Would have been. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I will give been, it to him. Um. What. Was it Carlos Garcia? It was Carlos Garcia. Danny Nagel is on fire. It was Carlos Garcia. I, I almost forgot about him. But, yeah, he was uh, he was the rep for the, the Pirates back in the 94 All-Star game. He was a good little player, man. Yeah, he you was. Know, great. Yeah, that had a nice little career with him, yep. But, um, uh, oh, my God, they're Frank. You know, it goes without saying, dude, I'm so happy for Leland, man. Yeah. Uh, I got I to gotta try to get all of them, dude, because – I mean, shoot, Frank, I, I would I wouldn't even mind trying to make it to Cooperstown to see him go, go in, man, because, I mean, uh, you know, right up, it's a coin flip. You know, it really is between him and Bobby Cox, my two favorite managers by yeah. far. And there was, a, there was a great clip of him talking about how he knew he was supposed to hear between 6.45 and 7.15, and it was getting close to 7, and he, he wanted to go upstairs and just lay down for a minute. He was, you know, he was like, I'm not getting the call. And then his phone rang, and his daughter and son hear the phone ring, and they run upstairs. And uh, they hear uh, a woman's voice. His wife goes, who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? And he goes, it's Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. There's a, you can Google it. He said, it's Jake from State Farm. That's awesome. And uh, obviously, it was the Hall of Fame letting him know. But it was the – we'll, we'll put the clip up on our site or something. Um, do we do that? <laughs> no, why not? Sure. We're doing it. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's the best. And uh, to get in the Hall of Fame, I was so happy. And um, – what was the last thing I was to say about Jim Leland? Crap. Uh, but yeah, just so emotional. I mean, the guy, you know, he cried a lot. He was so passionate. And everything you read, there's a DK Sports had a great piece that this guy, Alex Stump, did. He talked to a bunch of former players. I'll send it to you. And just the reactions and how they feel about Leland getting in. And, and of course, they talked to Donnelly a lot. And Donnelly, of course, was a big proponent of it. Oh, gosh, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, every. Every guy, you know, I owe a lot to him. I really do, Frank, you know, because matter of fact, you know, I, I think I might have told you the story. You know, I used to think that Leland didn't like me, you know, because he was so tough on me when I first got over there the first couple of years. And Rich Donnelly was the one that pulled me aside in spring training the one year. And he was like, Denny, he goes, you do realize that, you know, Skip loves you. Right. And I was like, God, Rich, he's got a funny way of showing it. He goes, you know, he's tough on you because he, that's how much he thinks, you know, he cares about you. And that's how much potential he thinks you has, Denny. Yeah. He thinks yeah. you have. There you, you go. Know, so he's just trying to get the most of you, you know, and stuff. And so, 
you know, Rich, I mean, excuse me, Leland was the one that believed in. Matter of fact, in 94 in spring training, Ray Miller wanted to put me back in the bullpen one more year. And Leland was the one that was like, no, Ray, we need to get this guy in the rotation. Wow. I'm telling you, this guy's ready to blossom for us and stuff. So wow. it was Skip. It was Humper, man, that, that pushed me Hump. to get back in the rotation. I love it. I, Humper. He, by the way, I, I didn't know why he was called Hump. He, he apparently, he loved Engelbert to sing. He loves to sing. And people said he kind of said, like, Engelbert Humperdink, whose son was at my show at the Laugh Factory over the weekend. That's what Craig Shoemaker did. He goes, yeah, his son's No way. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's the best. <laughs> Denny, you're the best. Now, listen, I was talking to Chris Andrews, our sportsbook director here. He wants to get you back out for like a full week in February, maybe when spring training's happening. We want to bring you back out to the South Point and have you come out again. That would be great if we can you make it happen. Chris, man, I'm available whenever he wants, man. I love it. Denny, you're the best. Our first six-timer. Uh, by the way, I don't know if there's any. No, no, don't show it in. I promised him I wouldn't show it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't call for that. That was all in, Denny. That's it. That's it. I'm not coming. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right, Denny, thanks so much. Uh, we'll Thank be right you, back. Uh, we have Roger Sachs coming in live in the studio from Steiner's Pub, who shows the show. Thank you, Steiner's Pub. Denny, you're the best, man. I'll talk to you soon. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, Join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book. Over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. So it's always great having Denny on the show. And, you know, I've been excited this week, folks, because I, I got this from Frank Mergy, sent me this Chromebook, and um, it died on my second day of trying to use it. I forgot to charge it. You got to charge these? That's how technology works. I, I thought it was solar or something. I thought it was new Chromebook. Google <laughs> knew what to do. Sun. So it died, so I couldn't use that. But anyway, Denny Nagel, thanks for being on the show. And we're going to bring in somebody who was excited to, to see that Leland got in the Hall of Fame because he's also um, – a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I got to find out about this. And we're very happy that he came in uh, live. He's uh, Roger Sachs from Steiner's Pub. He's wearing the Steiner's gear. Roger, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate My it. My pleasure. Uh, tell me about this shirt, by the way. This golf shirt is outstanding. So, yeah, well, you know, I, I, this one's up from TBC Summerlin. Summerlin, you know, yeah. I, I actually, you know, to get a chance to go at, at golf.
golfing occasionally when okay. I'm not when I'm not at work. Okay. Uh, I usually put in my 50 or 60 hours at work, so it doesn't leave a lot of time for golf. But the other time that I like to spend over at the Aviators Ballpark. Hold on, wait. I just saw the gopher from Caddyshack's on yeah, the side. So this was, Get out! So this was this year's no uh, iteration of the, our 32nd semi-now annual golf tournament. Okay. So that's what the 32 stands for right here nice. on the flag. So we got the gopher flag. Oh my God! We won't tell Columbia pictures that it's on the side. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, if you're you're a golfer and you want to come out to a great tournament every year, ours is a big party. It's always the Friday after Mother's Day. It sells out quick. We put it on sale after March seventeenth. Oh yeah! So if you're uh, into golfing, play it up at Red Rock Arroyo. It's a lot of fun. No, I'm I'm not a good golfer. I have I have a set of clubs that I bought at Played Again Sports about fifteen years ago. For $150, but I also have a Big Bertha driver in that bag that I won on a game show as a contestant. Oh, very nice. And uh, I can crank it pretty good. I, I, got, it's, I, I don't have the Denny Nagel no. guns, but I get my body. It's all torque. <laughs> like that. It's all, it's, all, it's all in the hips, as Chubbs, all, would, as Chubbs would say. Yeah, Chubbs, there you go. There you go. You are a golf guy. So uh, tell us about Steiner. And we want to thank you for coming in because Steiner's, uh, we have Dom's Pizzeria and Trafford shows the show. Uh, and you're one of the places that, that airs our show live every day at noon. It's a good lunchtime show. But uh, there's three locations of Steiner's, right? So, uh, three locations. We've been around for 25 years. The original location's up at Cheyenne and Durango. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's been there 25 years. And then about three miles away, we've got one at Buffalo and Vegas Drive, which has been there for 20 years. And then, uh, as many people here at the South Point know... Uh, our, our location right down the street at 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South uh, has been there for 19 years. Okay, you know, that's and it, awesome. And it's, uh, it's pretty amazing because you know, a lot of these cowboys that are in town this week yeah. have been coming in for probably about 15 of those years since the South Point's been yeah. around, and they come back to us every year. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be another good couple weeks ahead. So what Roger's talking about is the rodeo. Is, is It's a coming. This whole month is like rodeo stuff. And Big we, time. I had, there was a parade of, what were they called? The little... Uh, rodeo queen. The rodeo queens were walking. Yeah, they walked by, and I, I went like this with my phone, which is total creepy. Like some old guy going, yeah, rodeo queens, like this. And I thought I had video, but it was actually a still picture. So, again, this You, you could have used selfie. the computer if it was working. I, just, I, I actually I have some video, but it's very shaky. It looks like earthquake footage you see on TV at a convenience store that they always have an earthquake, and there's a convenience store. So uh, they, they were here, but there's so many cowboys here, and there's Wrangler jeans galore everywhere, but they're such nice people. I was on the elevator with a guy. He had a hanger with about 20 pairs of jeans, 20 b- denim shirts. And I'm like, do you need help? He's like, nah, I'm changing rooms. I got it. I know how to carry this stuff. I carry it all over the country. He was the nicest guy. And I held the door for him because I'm a gentleman. And I was a button. Anyway, um, so uh, you're a Dallas. Speaking of Cowboys, is yes. the segue I was going for. You're a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. So as you mentioned earlier, you know, being a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, yeah. you know, all of my favorite teams were the 1971 champions. I love you uh, more. Oh, wow. There you go. Okay. Yeah, Steve Blass and the Pirates, yeah. Roberto. Cool. Quiet. And then uh, Boston Bruins fan, uh, big Bobby Orr, Phil Esposito back in the day. Jerry Cheevers mind, minding that. Wow. And uh, then uh, Milwaukee Bucks in basketball. So That was Kareem, right? That yeah, that was, was Kareem, yeah. and o- Kareem and Oscar. So, oh my God. Yes, but I, but that's when teams were teams. You yeah. know, you, you, I was six years old. They won it. I never, I never varied. I always stayed tried and true to those teams. You could name, I could name every player back in the day in high school. So that's why it's that specific year, 1971. Yep. That's the year you remember watching all the sports. Yep. That's fascinating. That's yeah. really interesting. Well, I mean, also you're you know, a little little kid, a like six year old boy that likes sports, and you know, you find a team that you like. And you know, with with as far as the Cowboys are concerned. You know, it was very nice that Roger Staubach yeah. happened to be the quarterback. So, you know, you typically follow a team that has your quarterback's first name. And he's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, what do you think of the Cowboys this year? Right now, Dak Prescott is one of the favorites for possible MVP. He's playing really well the last five. Now, your team, 
has got a big game this week. What's the line on the game here? We have Cow- three and a half. What is it again? Sorry. Cow- Cowboys by three and a half. Cowboys by three and a half. It's in Dallas. Over under is 52 and a half. 52. Wow, that's one of the higher overs we've had in a while there. Because I know the Steeler over is 30. <laughs> so that's like the first half over. Is the Patriots over 10? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a brutal game on Thursday, but I got to watch. So uh, what do you think of your Cowboys against the Eagles this week? And what do you think of their whole season in general? So, you know, they, they, played, a, they played a great year. You know, one of the things you mentioned about with Dak is, you know, he's had to face the tormenting uh, talking heads on, the, oh on TV. God. For, you know, for the last five years, you know, and it just kind of continues to get, continues to get worse and worse. I know until he finally, you know, until he, when he starts playing better, you know, he puts the naysayers to rest. Yeah, uh, and he's done that the last few weeks. Now, albeit, you know, it's been against opponents that have you know uh, five hundred records or, or less. Uh, but when we played Philly a couple weeks ago, or uh, four weeks ago, we were in that game till the end. Yeah. you know, a couple of cl- yeah, couple of close right. calls with Dak ste- stepping out of bound, the uh, the the touchdown right at the end, getting called or uh, getting stopped on the end line. So, Dallas hasn't lost at home for the last 14 games. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're unbeatable. Um, as a matter of fact, I will be there. You're going to the game I'm, I'm this go- Sunday? I'm going to the game this and Sunday. it's the Sunday night game, right? It's the Sunday night oh, game. It's man. The last three years, I got a buddy of mine who's a big Eagle fan. So, we make this, we make this <laughs> annual trip out to Dallas, uh, the two of us together, him and his Eagles gear, and uh, me, and, me and my Cowboy gear, of course. Uh, but one of the nice things about not only just a segue, the Golden Knights are playing there. On Saturday against oh, the Stars, on. so oh, I, get, I get to, I get to do a little double header action. Oh I was, man! And I was really trying to think. Shoot, I wish the Mavericks were in town Friday <laughs> yeah, night. Then we're gonna get to the trifecta. Have the trifecta right there. So, what cowboy jersey are you going to wear to the game? Do you have one? Have you thought <sighs> I, about I, this? I, and how many I, do you have? I probably have about fifteen cowboy jerseys. All right, that's a lot of cowboy jerseys. Dating, dating back through the years. Okay. I haven't I haven't chosen which one. I'll probably take two or three <laughs> just to make the decision on the spot. Now, when I was a kid, I was my mom went to a, a garage sale and brought me home a Danny White t shirt. Oh number yeah. eleven, I think. Danny yep. White. Quarterback and punter, which I don't think will ever happen again. Full time. He was a full time quarterback, full time punter, which is really risky to have your, your quarterback back there kicking punts and maybe get you know, slammed and injured. But my mom brought me on this t-shirt. It was a Danny White t-shirt. I'm like, mom, I don't care how much you pay. It was like a quarter. I'm like, mom, I can't wear (laughs) I'll give you a quarter. I'm not wearing a Danny White t-shirt. I can't wear that in Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? I would have got beaten up. But no one beat me up, Ryan. You want to know why? Because I I, look at me. Look at me. I'm like, the guns. guns. I used to be a bouncer at Chuck E. Cheese. Anyway, (laughs) it's one of my oldest stand-up jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I used to be a bouncer at Chuck E. Cheese. So, uh, would you take Dallas favored by three and a half, or do you think they win a squeaker? Because I think you're getting the Eagles at a good time because they just got slaughtered by the Niners, and they might still be in that slump. Yeah, I, I will definitely be on the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they with the home with the home record that they've got right now, I, I find it hard yeah. to, hard to think that they can. I think that's why the line went from three to three and a half because yeah. everybody started to jump on it early. Now you got to worry about the hook. But yeah. you know, the last few times that Philly's been in Dallas, they've been Sunday night games. Dallas has had their number. You know, and I think. Philly will still be reeling a bit after the San yes, Fran loss. I, I absolutely believe that. Just like the, just like San Francisco was reeling after they tormented the Cowboys and then lost three in a row. <laughs> yeah, they did. But they, <laughs> they, they used all their energy game. against the yeah. Cowboys that game. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, but they look unbeatable right now. You know, I was having a conversation with, with somebody somebody yesterday. I mean, their team, you know, not only on offense with Kittle. Um, McCaffrey, you got Debo, uh, Debo. I mean, uh, I mean, and then Ben Purdy's no fluke; he can distribute the ball. So, I mean, they—they—that's what they did to Dallas because all those guys were healthy. Yeah. And they did the same thing to Philadelphia, and, and it's—they're uh, gonna—they're definitely the team to beat. 
But I think, you know, Dallas, Philadelphia, Detroit. I mean, Detroit came I, back I, out and looked good the other day. I have day. a futures on Detroit that pays big to win the Super Bowl. Oh, sure. I have the Dolphins in Detroit, and I also took Pitt basketball to win the uh, <laughs> I didn't consort with Alex on any of these because she wouldn't have allowed me to do it. I don't know how many people want Detroit and Miami in the Super Bowl, but I guess you, know, I, you I, never know. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dallas, I mean, every time they, they, they get hot, the national media – is oh yeah they could win the show and then they love Stephen A Smith oh and my the gosh people I, love well, the putting on his cowboy hat the next day talking <laughs> I don't know I, I I listen I think that's a good bet I would maybe look at the money line right maybe because I mean all those inter divisional games always appear tight but but Dak Dak is playing well Dak looks good he's playing he's playing well you know he's got uh, you know his his wide receivers doing what they need Ferguson has come into his own that at, at that tight end you yeah. know I hated the fact that we lost. Um, Schultz, uh, yeah, Schultz to the Schultz? to the Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that was that, that was his that was his safety valve. Schultz yeah. <laughs> doing uh, a Hogan's Hero uh, reference. Uh, look at that. I, I know. You I, I so it. you have a betting sheet in front of you there. What I, are you looking at on there? Anything in particular? Uh, oh, Alex handed it to me. You know, one of the things I do have to admit is I hate betting with my heart. Okay. Well, you know, so I mean, so when right. I, when I, because when I do that, I I think I'm taking the Cowboys. Inevitably, I get let down. This so is I'm better off. I'm better off just saying, don't play that game. Just enjoy a victory. Just enjoy the victory, not the money. All right. Well, uh, Thursday night's game. Just let's talk about it real quick. Steelers, Patriots, the ugliest game I've ever seen. On a, it's Steelers somehow were favored by five and a half or six. 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 Ugh. And the over under is it holding right around thirty and a half? Thirty and a half. Wow. <laughs> I Can't they flex Thursday night? Please? I, yeah, that's it. Oh my God! They really, honestly, obviously, Didn't they, they talk about that at the beginning yeah. of the year. I they have know. to do it within a certain deadline. Yeah, oh, they have yeah. to have sixty days or something. So yeah. they could have I think done they've it. Known the Patriots yeah. are, are are trash for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they really because they already they already moved the Patriots and Chiefs. Yeah, the Monday night game out of a game. They yep. moved the Chiefs. That's how bad they don't want to show the Patriots on Monday. They moved them out, and I don't know who they put in. I don't recall. I think they put an Eagles game. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, so now when you go with your buddy who's an Eagles fan, do you guys make a wager at all on the game? We actually do. We have a standing wager for both games every year. Okay. Winner has to, or loser has to take the winner to Joe Stonecrab. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So okay. it's, uh, you know, it's about a $500 bet yeah. <laughs> you know, by, the time, by the time you get through the crab legs and the, and the bottles of wine and everything else, but it, it, it makes for fun. And if they split, we used to say it was just a wash, but yeah. then we said, you know, no, let's, let's have two good dinners. Yeah. Right. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do it anyway. Um, you know, I, I did the stupid thing, you know, Steelers, Browns, big rivalry made a bet with my buddy. I had to wear a Browns Jersey uh, on the show. Um, would you ever wear Philadelphia paraphernalia if you were to lose a bet? I, trust me, it was, I, I posted the picture on Facebook, and literally kids I went to high school with were like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. You just lost your Pittsburgh. But I mean, I was vilified. I was like, eh, it's fun and a joke. Some serious friends were like, I may unfollow you right now. I'm like, it's a, it was a joke. It was a promotion. But I don't know. That, that would, be, would that be the worst team to wear or the Giants? Uh, no. In, in rankings you know, within the NFC East, it's, it's, it, it used to be – Redskins, yeah, Eagles, that's true. Giants. Right. But oh, lately it's obviously been Eagles, then Redskins, then the Giants. And I'm <laughs> and I'm married to a Redskin. Come on. Yeah. So yeah. how's that go during the games? Oh, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my girlfriend's a commander's fan. When, when we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> and she's Native American, by the way, and so is her dad. They're they were they love the Redskins name and they want it back. And the owner, I forget the new owner uh of the of the Washington franchise, uh has yet to wear any commander's gear. He wears the colors in his box during games, so people are thinking, "All right, he's going to want it. He wants to change the name." I've heard that they want that they were they started a petition locally in, in, yeah. in DC yep. to get the name changed. They yep. might as well, right?
Yeah, they started a petition to change it back to Redskins. To Redskins. Yeah. It's Josh Harris. Josh that's Harris, that's his name. I, 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 see, Alex, Alex, who who is friends with Roger and brought him in today. It's her day off. She's she still worked. Uh, I Washington Football yeah. Club. or Washington. I loved that name. I thought that was uh, Ryan saying no to that. That's lazy. He's a Bears fan. Uh, so oh, oh, that well, well, cut a straight for nothing. Talk yeah. about trash. So, yeah, this oh, poor guy. Man. This, they had one year. By the way, how old were you in 1985 when they were in the Super Bowl? My parents were 10. His parents are 10. <laughs> God. He was negative 15. Who's Jim McMahon? Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was much. at the dog park yesterday. I didn't tell you. There was a guy with a, had a Blackhawks hat on. And I was there and I went, uh, oh, I got down. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, all right, bye. All right, I like Nagel. I was like, hey, Denny. All right, thanks, buddy. And I said, all right, Nags, whatever. And the guy, I got off the phone and the guy's like, were you just talking to Denny Nagel on the phone? I'm like, first of all, stop listening to my phone calls. No. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I was. He goes, oh, I'm a baseball junkie anyway. He's from Chicago. And uh, he said he, uh, I forget what he does around here, but he, he knows Jim McMahon. And I said, oh, you can get Jim McMahon on our show. That'd be great. But I said, I said, is it true? That's really the last good quarterback, solid quarterback the Bears have had for a prolonged period. And he wasn't the greatest quarterback. He was a game manager. I would call Jay Cutler. Ah, Cutler was good. Solid. I mean, he got us to the NFC Championship. And then he quit. And he married, what's her name? <laughs> Kristen uh, Cavallari. Yeah, and then they got divorced. Probably, yeah. Well, I didn't bring that up. I was bringing up the happy points for Jay Collar. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, on the Bears. Um, any other, what, what else do you like? Do you watch hockey? Do you watch basketball? Yeah, I'm a big, big sports fan. Okay, like say, good. I, I've always have been. You know, I'm a season ticket holder for the Knights, season ticket holder for the Raiders. You know, and, and we do a lot of promotions with, with those teams, too, where we give away tickets uh, through, through our gaming uh, sponsorships yeah. and through our uh, liquor and beer sponsorships. Okay. Uh, so not only do I go, but we invite a lot of our guests at Steiner's uh, to come to the games with us. Okay. So uh, Steiner's, there's three locations. What's what's the dish? What's the specialty dish? You know, I tell everybody. For lunch or something. I, I, I or tell whatever. everybody. You know, when they come, when they walk through the door, hey, you're in the mood. I'll give you my favorite from every category. Your favorite, my favorite burger, my favorite chicken sandwich, my favorite salad, my favorite appetizer. You know, you want to point people in the right direction. You just want one go-to. Yeah. If you want one go-to item for dinner, yeah. I'll put our chicken piccata up against oh, anybody's I in love town. Caper. Oh, oh, the, oh. It, it is unbelievable. Okay. It is unbelievable. And if you want a great burger, uh, we we have what's called the uh, the Trojan Burger and the Mirage Burger. I know you both are coming over for lunch today. Yeah. Uh, you want a great salad. Our Mediterranean salad is, is, is unbelievable. Our Chinese chicken salad is awesome. And, you know, our wings... You know, everybody, everybody's got wings, but our wings, I'm telling you, okay. they're off the chart. I'm telling you right now, I, I think I mentioned this to Alex. My stomach's like, growling. Uh, what's it? I said my stomach's growling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, so I had a light lunch. I had a light breakfast. I, I literally have been craving wings, and I talked about it yesterday. I'm like, I'm like, how are their wings? She's like, they're really, they're really, they're really, really good. I'm like, I think it's wings. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can get, obviously, you can get, you get them plain, crispy, or you can you know, you toss them in buffalo sauce, or we have the, a wicked watermelon sauce. Now that doesn't seem right watermelon. for a wing. Wicked watermelon. Wicked, wicked watermelon barbecue sauce. <laughs> Look at Ryan's so face. Ryan and, that, and then we finish them up. Then we finish them on the broiler so it caramelizes some of that barbecue sauce on them. Oh, and there's man. no seeds in them, is there? No. Okay, no watermelon seeds. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We, we Seedless. Hand, we hand you hand bring them out because I don't want to eat a wing, and then all of a sudden I'm choking on a seed. Um, listen, we appreciate you coming in, uh, and more than anything, we appreciate you showing the show. Listen, if you one know somebody question. who has a bar or whatever and wants to show the show. Right? What's that? I said, I, well, I was just going to have one more question, but I was going to let oh, you Oh, go. Finish. No, ask your question. Well, 
Do you have your uh, the Steiners logo on your Cowboys jerseys? Uh, I do on two of them, yes. All right. And, and a couple right. of my, and I probably have another 15 Golden Knight jerseys, and I have my Steiners logo on a couple <laughs> of those, too. And who Sweet. designed, how old is, is this logo from the beginning on Steiners? Yeah, so the logo's from the beginning, uh, designed by the, the people at, uh, God, it was Chaparral Signs back in the day. They had a great artist, and we sat there probably literally over about a two-and-a-half-month period wow. just slowly refining the logo. And how long did we work on the punchlines with Frank Nicotero logo? <laughs> how long was that worked on? Two-and-a-half months? Two-and-a-half minutes. Yeah, two and a half minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great logo. Is it down there? There it is. It's a red thing right you know, there. People always wonder, do, you, do, you, do I have a tattoo? You know, today. If I, you know, if I did, I probably would have it like right here for the or Iron Man would have his, uh, <laughs> you know, his, his power charger. All right, right there, I, I'm no. putting Roger on the spot. Uh-uh. The Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Will you get a Steiner's tattoo somewhere on your body? <laughs> We'll get a Steiner's into or a Cowboys. Or a Cowboys. Or, or a, the star with a, around the Steiner's logo. Will you do that if your beloved Cowboys win the Super Bowl for the first <laughs> time since 1996, oh, oh, oh. putting them on the spot? You know, I'm really not a big tattoo guy. Small <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> they all say will small. Will you make a customer? Will you do a contest where a customer <laughs> then will deflect your... Uh, d- yes, you that I would do. do. <laughs> I would pay the tips so we get my tattoo on. For someone out of tattoo. If the Cowboys win, there you go. You get some wings and a tattoo. We're heading to Steiner's. We want to thank everybody who shows the show. If you have a bar some, you want to show the show, we'd love it. We're trying to expand, and the viewers and our subscribers are up to... 775. 775. Right. We Beautiful. want to get to 800. And then the next step's nine. We want 1,000 by the end of the year. Yeah, so we appreciate you guys subscribing and sharing the show. Steiners, thanks for showing the show. We really appreciate it. Great show. Denny Nagel, thanks for coming on. What a blast. It was a fun show. And uh, so anyway, Jerry and Alex for bringing in Roger. Ryan, did you learn anything about today? About today? It's uh, International Ninja Day. It's, it's That's International, right. That's Ninja right. Day. International Ninja Day. So I'm supposed to disappear. And so I have to sign off as a ninja. I'm going to go below. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Frank Nicotero, International Ninja Day. I'll get Signing. The get the star. Oh, oh, that's not the Dallas Cowboys. That was an actual Chinese throwing star. Yeah, All right, we'll see you next day. time. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Punchlines, lines, live in Nevada, every show.